Thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of Ask Ronnie. I am your host, Ronnie, and I just want to let you guys know that I really, really appreciate you guys um, listening and giving me your encouragement. And you guys have been super, super awesome during this month of preparation. Um, I'm just going to basically give you guys a, a little quick bio of who I am. We're going to also go over the current topic that you guys will be listening to, and we will discuss some of our future shows. Again, my name is Ronnie. I am a single 36-year-old woman. I have four children. I have a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 10-year-old from a previous marriage. Yeah, my kids all had the same damn daddy. Mm-hmm. I know that's what y'all was thinking. Like, <laughs> uh, I have a really crazy sense of humor. I laugh all the time. As you guys probably heard in my groovy Tony interview. <laughs> but don't don't fuck with me. I like to laugh, so whatever. <laughs> um, and basically, how did Ask Ronnie get started? Um, Ask Ronnie started maybe uh, less than a year ago. And I would always have these random ass questions. And we would have random conversations with my friends. Just about just silly stuff and I said you know what I'm gonna ask people on Facebook and see what they say so I started this little hashtag ask Ronnie movement and um, my first ask Ronnie question on Facebook was is kissing more intimate than oral sex and I fucking believe it is and you know that will be featured on a different show about um, how people really felt about that um and another one, I remember this was so funny, is do big dicks come with big problems? And I fucking believe they do. And again, that will be on a different show. But um, because I have a lot of family, um, like my mom, my dad, I just got fucking tired of going in and blocking them from being able to see what their daughter talks about with her friends. I just decided, you know what? Let me start a podcast and allow my voice to be heard around the world. (laughs) So um, I started um, researching um, podcasts and started listening to some and thought, you know what? This might be kind of fun. I got a nice little sexy voice. But, you know, so I started my my podcast. But before I um, started recording, I would still generate those questions on Facebook. But um my admin jazz she's like one of my close friends she um she started a facebook group called ask ronnie and we've probably been doing that for about two weeks and we have like maybe 2100 members and it's fucking dope as fuck shout out to my ask ronnie crew they're like the dopest sexiest funny fucking individuals like I fucking love those people and I I know some of them some of them I don't know but we have people who are on the west coast we have people up top you know I've even seen where we have a few people that are out of the country and that's fucking awesome but it is a very exclusive group we share a lot of intimate things and you know some of my topics will come from from them and I I'm gonna do like a live with my Ask Ronnie crew. But um, yeah, that's basically how 
as Ronnie got started. Um, your current topic you're going to be listening to is the full version of um, the Groovy Tony interview. And it's there's there's actually a little twist to the Groovy Tony interview, and I hope you guys like it. Um, all I'm going to say is, is don't judge. Don't be so mean and fucking critical. But it's really, really, it's pretty damn deep. Um, and I won't give you much more of it. But future shows. Um, I have so much that I'm going to be going over. Like, I'm actually going to have an episode where I talk to my 17-year-old um, about sex. You know, being a single parent. Um, sometimes you don't know how to have those conversations and me and my kids, I've talked to them about sex in elementary school and I've always told my kids, you should feel comfortable with having those conversations with your parents, but I won't get too much into that, but I'll have, um, an episode about that, an episode about, you know, the size matter fetishes, um, does, uh, good sex come with bad problems, uh, <laughs> Um, how to keep a man, um, hygiene, just different fucking topics that relate to sex or relationships, marriages, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, that's basically what you can expect to hear on future shows. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to this interview and I hope you like it and, um, make sure you're subscribed too. Apple podcast, um, ask Ronnie. I'm on Google music, ask Ronnie and SoundCloud, ask Ronnie. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. Sometimes I'm going to just throw out little teasers here and there. And, um, again, I appreciate you guys for listening in and here goes that interview with Groovy Tony. Tony. Okay. Groovy Tony. What yes. the fuck ever. Thank you. Um, no kids. Um, what's your um, occupation? If you don't mind me asking. Um, the popo 12. 12. Yeah. Um, somebody put up the weed. Hey, man. <laughs> do what you got to do. I ain't, on, I ain't on the clock right now, so. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so, again, this podcast is about letting go of a bad situation. Um, so, you're currently single? Yes, recently single, yes. Are you looking to date or? Nope. So, why are you so against dating? I'm worn out from the last relationship. <laughs> so what happened in your last relationship give me a background like okay so you said you've never been married have you ever proposed to someone no Um, never lived with a woman never proposed to anybody why um that's different one because i use rubbers (laughs) that's why (laughs) um yeah i just you know I don't know. It just ain't. It just ain't happening for me. I guess it ain't that time for it. So is that what you want? What's ultimately? What is your? What's your goal? Like, what do you want? I just want a family, whether it's a ready-made family or my own semen making a kid. I just want a family, something I can call mine. That's it. Nothing major. Nothing. And you can find him on BlackPeopleMeet.com. He exactly. goes by. And Christian Mingle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh my God, you're stupid. Okay, so when 
do you realize it's best to leave a bad situation? <laughs> well, you get punched in the face. Oh! <laughs> oh, there's a long story behind that one. Okay, so do you want to share the story? Or, I mean, do you want to... I can. I was dealing with this young lady. Mm-hmm. She, uh... She was cool, man. She was real cool. We dated. It was kind of rough. Not like as a... as as. Being her homie, we were like real cool, but when it came down to like, like sexual stuff, it was sort of off. Why? On both ends, I don't know. Um, nah, she was sort of intimidating, man. I think I knew too much about her too early. I think that would happen, and you kind of compare yourself. And she's so extra, so every penis she had before me was just either super amazing or super trash. One of the two. <laughs> There was no in between. Like, oh my God, he just pumped the shit out of me. Or either, oh man, he was just so lame. It was just so little, and I just couldn't deal with it in it. So it was never no in between or whatever. But I guess that's where the, the friendship came in. We just talked about everything. But I think that played a part in the insecurities. Played a part, but not like the whole thing. Because everybody's insecure about something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seemed like that individual. I can't blame her for all the insecurities, but it seemed like she, she, she was so honest. It made me think about the things I was so insecure about. So, but yeah, what was what was I what was I trying to? Um, I, was, I was getting to the story. You were right? getting. You gave us the background of the. Oh yeah, um, man, it was a cool background. Maybe it was back and forth or whatever. A cool Got background. A, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was pretty cool, man. We got along great. We just we just had some issues in the. In the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, okay. So, you said that you guys had issues in the bedroom. What were the issues? Oh, man. It was just, it was just awkward and shit. Like, I was, like, trying to do it. I would always think about either you're going to be super amazing to her or super whack because there's no in-between. And if, if you're super whack or if you're anywhere near whack, she's just going to leave you alone. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Too much pressure. Like somebody before you fuck the shit out of them, don't ask about it. Because it'll fuck <laughs> you up, okay? <laughs> Literally. It'll walk in the room and punch you in the face. But, uh, nah, it, and I guess because of the, got along great, but I guess because of the the sexual awkwardness. She's like, oh, man, I really love you, but I just want to be pleased. I want my vagina to feel good. She introduced the op- option of having an open relationship, like, we would mess with other people, but still be in a relationship, which I was new. I was like a, it's like a punch in the face to a man. Like, yeah, man, I really love you, but you ain't fucking me right. So I'd like to fuck other people, but still be with you. I'm like, damn, am I going to be the side nigga? Like, what the fuck? So you felt a certain type of way about her being open, about being in an open relationship. Yeah, I probably would have preferred her to just fucking leave. <laughs> so did you entertain? The I idea? did. I did. It's just love will make you do some dumb. I don't even know if you can call it love. It's just being, I was just trying to be open-minded, see what it is. Because we did get along good. Just that, that one part was just stupid. So what, so how was the relationship once it got, like when you guys agreed on? The it actually way? got kind of cool. It was back and forth because I didn't know how to deal with it. I was all emotional like a bitch. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with you fucking somebody. And then next day, did you fuck somebody, bitch, I kill you. It was just so much back and forth. But then it kind of smoothed out. 
you know, we had rules and everything. We had certain rules that we had to go by. But <laughs> somebody didn't want to go play by the rules. And, yeah, it ended up with me being in an intimate moment with somebody I was dating and another guy walking in the house. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Go. Okay, so you guys were being intimate and somebody walked in the house. Yes, literally walked in the room and cut the light on while I was fucking. So awkward. Damn. Yeah, it was wild. So what happened? Um. Well, being that I was in a vulnerable state, like I didn't even really understand what was happening because I've never been in a situation like that. So I had to. Pro- it took me too long to process it, and I was just like. What the fuck is going on? I'm just sitting here looking at this dude. He looks very angry. Like he's looking at me. Like I'm the side. Like he just caught his girlfriend fucking somebody else. He was just angry. And I was just like sitting there watching him come towards me. But I couldn't do anything. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Then I hear a little voice in the background. What the fuck are you doing here? Blah, blah. It's almost like everything happened in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I just started getting pummeled by this motherfucker and I was just like what the fuck is going on and yeah blah 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 and she jumped in between and was pushing him out the door and I'm just sitting there still like in awe like what the fuck just happened I don't even understand like I, I just couldn't process what the hell was, was going on so and then when it started to sink in I wanted to go out and kill that motherfucker that's what I wanted to do I wanted to blow his goddamn brains out but she was like, you're going to risk losing your job. Stay your ass in the door. And then they both walked out. To my, From my point of view, it's almost like it seemed like she left with him. But, you know, we talked about it later or whatever. But it seemed like she left with him. And then later found out that she was embarrassed. She didn't want to come back. And I would be embarrassed, too, if that happened to me. But, you know, sometimes if you follow the rules, it can keep things in order. But, you know, whatever happened, happened. Okay, so that was the bad. So I'm assuming this is one of the worst relationships you've been in? I wouldn't say worst. It was the one of the most memorable (laughs) relationships I've been in. Very memorable. I was like, I've never encountered some of the things that I've encountered with that young lady. Yeah. So you left? For like a day. A dumbass. Left for like a day. Like I'm the one that got fucking punched in the face. And I'm trying to talk to her and ask her to take me back for some reason. I'm like, that's that's fucking backwards. Like what kind of voodoo did the what kind of voodoo did she have on me? For me to get assaulted and then try to really work it out almost the next day or whatever. But we talked. I think she she told me the, the truth about everything. I think some, some things she probably just kept herself. But one side of me is like, man, she already done got caught. Like, what the fuck else would you lie about? Cause I, I think she told me, for the most part, she told me everything. And I kind of understood where she was coming from. But, you know, I didn't think my friend would do me like that. So it bothered me for a while. Still does, actually. But I deal with it better. So that was pretty good, right? (laughs) 
So that particular person, like that Groovy Tony was talking about, she seemed heartless. She seemed cold. He just described her as a sex crazed person. Um, that person he's talking about is it's me, Ronnie. But of course, that's one side of the story. So I thought to give you guys the second side, the the flip side, the B side of the story. And um, when I met Groovy Tony, um, I was coming out of a maybe about a year long relationship with a guy. Um, and me and the guy that I was dating prior to Groovy Tony, we ended on not so good terms. Um, but we, st- it was still this connection that we had. Um, so when I first met Groovy Tony, I had known him for years and we just never really communicated. And so we started talking, it started off with, um, a Facebook conversation um, we started text messaging each other and we just grew and it, it just grew into a friendship. Like we didn't initially have sex for three months. Um, you know, we just, it grew into a relationship, but it started off strictly as a friendship. We didn't kiss. We kind of hung out. Um, he didn't meet my kids. He never stayed the night at my place unless it was a weekend when I didn't have my children. When he did come to visit me and my kids were home, we would sit outside and talk in his car. So it was just, it was different because, you know, some guys, they don't really like to take their time. They want to sneak into your house. They don't care who's in there. Uh, If the kids are asleep, they're ready to just come in. And he didn't do that at all. So when it was time for him to meet my kids, it was actually by an accident because I had gotten to a car accident and he, again, you know, he's a police officer. Um, I needed him to help me with some of my paperwork and just by the, after the accident, it was just so much that was going on. I had to pick up my kids. I was running late. So, you know, he had to stay back and make sure all my paperwork and everything was filled out for the accident. Um, So when I came back, you know, he met my kids and from there we, we were just, we were really close, you know, um, but we did have some issues and those issues were before we even had sex, I kind of knew that we were going to have issues. I mean, Groovy Tony is a different type of man. He's very emotional and I'm not used to an emotional guy like I deal with guys who are super masculine who hide their feelings who don't like to talk about their feelings all the time and he was the complete opposite and I was not used to that if it was ever anything that was on his mind he would talk about it and it could be hey, you didn't call me when you got home from work and I wanted to make sure you were safe. That's what he's telling me. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, you tripping because I didn't call you when I got home. Dude, I don't have to call you when I get home. I'm a grown ass woman. Why the fuck do I have to call you as soon as I get home? You trying to put tabs on me? You want to fucking figure out where the fuck I am? Am I really home? I didn't like shit like that. And then when I told him I didn't like it, like, dude, I'll tell you when I'm home, when I'm home, he would get upset. 
he would whine and it was so fucking draining and so even before we had sex because we didn't have the first time we had sex it was just like you know how you you're laying with somebody and you're just fucking horny I just fucking I, I raped him basically he didn't want to fuck because he wanted to wait this whole fairy tale like oh let's just be friends and let's build a friendship and da 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 and maybe that's cool but I don't I, I that doesn't work for me like I mean within the first 30 days if I'm feeling you like that I I want to test the waters and we didn't test the waters for a few months and when we first had sex you know the first time you have sex with somebody it's not always great it can be awkward because you really don't know that person's body um you know sometimes it's it the anticipation makes it good but if the person who you're having sex with is uh somewhat insecure because you guys built a friendship and you've talked about your sexual past and they know that you are a sexual person and they feel like they can't compete with what you're used to they're going to be insecure so after the first time we had sex the next day he texted me and was like I know you didn't like it I'm like what the fuck are you talking about like shut up and I was like nah it was straight like it wasn't like over the fucking top we just fuck we just fucked like little animals so well I knew you didn't like it because you know I could just tell and I'm like this motherfucker why are you being like that that's that's what women do and it just it was just it was such a turn off and I was like you know if I didn't like it then I would have told you I didn't like it so it was fine I mean it's it's cool but I knew deep down I really didn't like it like that but it was like it wasn't horrible it was our first time doing it it wasn't like I didn't get up and leave I stayed the night I stayed right there with him I didn't so you know what okay I'm out of here because you didn't do it right no it was cool I mean because we had a friendship so it was like you know what this is going to be the first relationship that I'm not going to base it on money or base it on sex this is going to be a friendship and we're going to build from that so the next time we tried to have sex his dick couldn't get hard so I was like okay you know it's cool it's not a problem you know I got bullet I got a bullet I got a fucking rabbit like I can satisfy myself so the next time we had to have sex well we, the next time we attempted to have sex his dick wouldn't get hard again I'm like yo what the fuck oh I don't feel good I got a stomach virus da, 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 da. but I can eat your pussy and groovy Tony know how to eat some pussy so I said you know what I mean maybe I could sacrifice a little bit of what I really really like for oral pleasure so cool and the next time we attempted to have sex his dick couldn't get hard again. I just was like, dude, like maybe we shouldn't be dealing with one another. Like, I don't understand. I've never been with a guy whose dick couldn't get hard. And so then at that point I realized 
I probably ruined this guy. I mean, I feel like I probably told him too much too soon about my sex life previous to him. So we continued to build our friendship. We didn't even have sex again for, or attempt to have sex again for like another month. So at that time, when it was time to have sex for the second time, because all the other times were failed attempts, I said, okay, I'm going to make him drink a little bit. I'm going to drink a little bit. I'm going to be relaxed. I'm going to be calm. And we had sex and it wasn't bad at all. It was actually pretty good, you know, but he still felt like he wanted to be my best. And I tried to explain to him, like, you can't compete with every single person. Like, I don't want to compete with anybody that you've had sex with. I just want to make sure that we're going to have a good time. It's going to feel good. You're going to be sexually satisfied after we're done. Like, you're going to like it during and you're going to think about it afterwards. Like, that was my goal. My goal wasn't to be the best person that he's had sex with or compete with people he was fucking in college like dude that's you don't worry about that when you fucking somebody or afterwards you just worry about you know pleasing them at the moment but that never happened he was always concerned with what I did prior to him that he couldn't freaking concentrate on just learning to please me so by that time we were probably into six months of our relationship And not only did I deal with the constant um, penis dysfunction, I I can say that, I guess, (laughs) but I was dealing with emotional issues that he would have. Like he would get super, super upset over some of the smallest things. I recall going out with my homegirls and when I got home that night, I was just tired. I didn't text him. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I didn't text him to let him know I made it home. And he blew my phone up from like one o'clock in the morning. Um, not even one, cause I got home at two. From like two o'clock to, to like four thirty, five o'clock. So by the time I realized I had slept with my light on, I got up to turn my light off. It was like five o'clock. I look at my phone. I had like maybe 10 missed calls, five or six text messages. And I'm looking at the text messages and they're like, well, you should have told me that you made it home safe. I don't know what's going on. And I hope he's worth it. And da, 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 And going the fuck off. So I responded, dude, I was asleep. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you tripping? Like, well, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I just felt like you might've been doing something and you know that I'm a police officer. He always uses the police officer as an excuse. And because I'm a police officer, I just felt like something might've been wrong. You could have been stuck on the side of the road. And you know, I just wanna make sure that you're safe. So he would always flip it and turn his emotional shit 
on I was just I was just being concerned about you and I just wanted to show you that I cared and I fell for that shit every fucking time because again I wasn't used to starting a relationship as a friendship you know you're used sometimes you talk to somebody and y'all just like each other and you fuck and then from there you have it's it's really good so you build on that so your sex is the is the foundation of your relationship and sex was never the foundation of the relationship between him and I so probably like July I just got fed up you know I just got tired of the constant drain of him always telling me how he felt I I recall that one day we were at, I was at work and he was off and he wanted to tell me, he was telling me something about how he was feeling and what I made him feel like. And mind you, it was eight o'clock in the morning and he kept, he just was texting me all day about the same situation. It was like he was arguing with me via text message from 8 a.m. until 2.30. And I'm a fucking Virgo, so I, I have to get the fucking last word in. And I just kept responding. And if I didn't respond in a timely manner, he would call my phone or he would text it. And, oh, you're not listening to me. And I'm just trying to tell you how I feel. And maybe I shouldn't tell you how I feel because every time I tell you how I feel, you make me feel like this. And he would go on and fucking on. So at that point, I said, look, dude, I don't want to be with you no more. I can't do this. You're you're emotionally draining me. Not only are you emotionally draining me, you're not pleasing me sexually because your dick can't get hard because you're so worried about other people. So we took a break. So maybe around August um, of that year, I told him that if he wanted to be with me, I wanted to be in an open relationship and it devastated him. He was completely devastated and I felt bad, but I just had to be honest. Like, you know, you're a great guy for the most part. You know, you're a very loving person. My kids fucking adored him. Um, Well, my younger two, because my older two, you know, they're older, so they really... They don't care, but my younger two really adored him, and he was you. You could he just has it in him that he's a very, very caring and loving man. Would give his last for anybody. Like he didn't care. He always wanted to make sure that others were looked out, and that's the char- characteristic that I really, really loved about him. Like he just was that. He was just a really loving guy. But on the flip side of that, it came with the emotional stress. It came with the insecurities. And, you know, I feel like I played a part to him being insecure. But I felt like he shouldn't have, he didn't have to ask me about my sexual past. He shouldn't, if he felt insecure, because he was already insecure because we had those conversations. But if he felt that he couldn't handle any of my sexual past um, escapades, so to say, then he should have just stopped. Hey, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like, that's too much. Um, 
I don't want to talk about that. Like, and he never did that. And so after the day I told him, he couldn't go to work. He didn't go to work that next day. And he called me and called me and was telling me just how of a horrible person I was. And I felt bad, but I felt relieved because I finally got to just tell him, look, I think you're a great person. I think we can have a great relationship, but I can't be in a relationship with somebody who can't please me sexually. So I want to have sex with someone else and I don't want to be with that person. I just, I want to fuck them and you can fuck who you want to fuck and it could just be that. And so, you know, we battled that for a little bit and then he, he was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. So I took advantage of having sex with someone. Now we did have rules as he said, And those rules were we could not have sex with a previous person that we had dealings with. We couldn't bring the person to our personal home. Um, We couldn't spend the night with them. And uh, I think the other rule was like we couldn't spend time with them. Like we couldn't um, neglect the other person. So if he wanted to come and spend the night with me and I had just finished having sex with somebody I was supposed to tell him to just oh yeah come on over um but our sex life was so fucking awkward it was just so damn awkward where it was just weird it was just it was like some of the weirdest situations like anyway so um, I broke the rule because I was having sex with the person who I was dealing with prior to him. And the only reason why I did that was simply because I felt comfortable with that person. He, me, him, him, him and I had a really good sex life. Like we were very much so sexually compatible and I enjoyed having sex with him it was like he just knew my body like none other so we had sex and again I broke the rule but I did keep it under wraps um but (laughs) uh one night I was chilling with groovy tony and I wanted to have sex and groovy tony was was smoking on a cigar I had been drinking and I'm like oh yeah we're gonna do it and he fell asleep and I was so fucking pissed because it was like he wasn't he didn't catch on to my vibe and my vibe was you know I was like oh rub my back and you know for the most part your back is very sensitive (coughs) excuse me and he was rubbing my back and then he started rubbing my feet and I'm like, okay, so we fit to do something. And he went to sleep and I was so fucking pissed. I was so fucking good. So I got up, I got dressed and I know what y'all thinking. 
this bitch went and fucked somebody. No, I went to the club. I went to the club. And well, before I went to the club, I told Groovy Tony, look, I'm going out. Like it was like two days after my birthday. And I was like, dude, I'm going out. Like I'm bored. I don't want to sit in the house and you sleep and I'm horny and you just fucking tired. I'm going out. And he was like, okay, go out. But as soon as I backed up and got on the road, what are you doing? And I can't believe you just got up and got dressed and you're going out. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to the club. He called me. What are you doing? I'm going out. I'll only be there for maybe about an hour. I just want to get a drink. I get to the club. He's calling my phone. I answer the phone. You need to come home right now. Mind you, we didn't stay together. He was just at my place. I'm not going to leave you at my place and go fuck somebody and come back and get in the bed with you. I'm not fucking, I'm not that fucked up. So I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. I told you I was going out, leave my place and go wherever the fuck you want to go or stay there and wait till I get back. Like we are, we're not doing anything. So he convinced me to come back. I was like slightly tipsy and the guy that I was, you know, who the person who I was having sex with, he had called my phone and I was drunk and I was just so fucking mad at him because my birthday had passed and I just felt like he wasn't, you know, he didn't, I, I didn't want a gift or anything like that, but I just felt like he was just being slack. Like he didn't really check on me like that. He sent me this old dry happy birthday and I know we're just sex partners but I was I was drinking and you know I was emotional and I sent him like this crazy ass voicemail telling him that I felt like he was a loser and that he um broke my heart back in you know whenever we broke up and that I couldn't stand him and to just leave me alone I didn't want to have anything else to do with him so I left him that voicemail I put my phone on do not disturb came back to my house and when I opened up when I attempted to open up the door Groovy Tony was at the door butt ass naked and basically wanted to have sex with me I guess he kind of felt like okay she wants to have sex and you know I didn't read her signs which was fine you know I was excited we came in a room and we um attempted to have sex and his dick could not stay hard it was hard but it could not stay hard so I just I'm drunk I fell out crying like oh my god I've ruined this man I've ruined his fucking manhood. I've told him that I wanted to be in an open relationship. I told him about my sexual past. I'm a sexual woman. I have fucking ruined him. And I was bawling. And he was just like, no, don't cry. I'm okay. And da 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 da. And I'm like, okay. So we attempt to have sex again. So we're on the edge of the bed facing my bedroom door and while we're attempting to have sex the light 
flashes. It just comes on. And I'm like, what the fuck? The kids are with their dad. Why would they just come in here and turn on the light? And I hear this familiar voice. He was like, what the fuck is going on in here? And I jump up and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, who the fuck is he? Groovy Tony's like, well, who the fuck are you? He's like, oh, really? Who the fuck are you? And I mean, I don't, it happened instantly. He punched Groovy Tony and Groovy Tony, of course, he's in here naked as fuck. He, okay, so let me just describe the guy that I had been dealing with and Groovy Tony are complete opposites. Groovy Tony um, is a very fit man. Um, and the other person, he's a fit guy too, but he's a big guy. Um, and when he came in, it was just like, boom, he hit him. They broke my bag or Tony kind of was, you know, he's a police officer. So I kind of seen him inching, you know, for something, but eventually the other guy got off of him. He left, um, you know, I'm jumping up like, what the fuck is going on? I'm trying to push the other guy out the house. Well, he didn't leave. I was pushing him out and he was turning around like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Da, 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 da. So I got him out. I locked my door. That's how he got in. He didn't have a key or anything like that in the midst of my drunkenness in the midst of Groovy Tony's horniness. We forgot to lock the fucking door. And because of my emotional ass voicemail, the guy came and just, you know, walked in because, you know, he touched the door and the door was unlocked. Um, But yeah, so after I pushed the guy out, I came back in and Groovy Tony was completely dressed with his gun in his hand and I'm like okay let me put on my clothes like what are you doing he was like I'm going to shoot him I was like if you shoot him you're going to fucking jail you cannot shoot someone who's on the outside of the house he's no longer a threat to you put your gun down calm the fuck down I'm going to get him out of here so by the time I get to the door he's on the phone with the police like a police officer has been assaulted someone broke in and they assaulted a police officer so I hear this shit I'm like yo I go outside he's out the door mind you he's drunk too not groovy Tony the other guy um I go outside he's at the door like tell him to get the fuck outside I want to talk to that motherfucker and I'm like dude you have to go he called the police you're gonna go to jail so I'm telling him to go to his car and he's just fucking enraged like no I want to see that motherfucker what the fuck were you in there doing uh what the fuck did it look like I was doing we're not together my nigga like what the fuck do you think like we and let me explain like me and him we didn't have sex all the fucking time 
it may have been every blue moon, every quarter, every three months, every, it wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't often enough. We didn't talk on the phone like that. We didn't text. And I felt like he was only acting like that because he was on liquor. He was fucking souped up. He was drunk as fuck. So I finally get him in his car. He drives. I'm trying to walk away. He stops his car. He gets out. What the fuck were you doing? I'm like, look, you just hit a fucking police officer. He called the police. You are about to go to motherfucking jail. Get the fuck out of here. So he finally leaves. And once he hits the corner, like five fucking squad cars pull in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is fucking crazy. So I was barefoot. It was super hot outside. I was in a fucking sundress. I went and sat under a motherfucking tree. I was like, yo. I'm about to get the fuck out of here. I called my homegirl. Of course, you know, you know what homegirls you have that are night owls. You know what homegirls you have that ain't gonna answer their phone because they laid up with their boo. So I knew exactly who to call. She came, she picked me up. I sat in her car. And as soon as we were about to drive the fuck off, the police officer came, knocked on the window and was like, are you Ronnie? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So he was like, well, we had a report that your house was broken into and the person in there was assaulted. And I was like, mm, no, not really. But, you know, so I go back to my place and he's standing there talking to all the police officers, you know, because he's the police. And they're just all looking at me. And I felt horrible and I but it was like I felt bad because I didn't I didn't intend for that to happen and y'all can judge me all the fuck you want but it wasn't my intent for something like that to happen um and after you know I get to the door it's like I asked the police officers at the door and he's like yeah She's been cheating on me this whole time. And I'm like, whoa, 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 fucking whoa, dude. We were in an open relationship. Don't sit up here and and try to act like uh, you didn't know what the fuck time it was. Granted, it wasn't supposed to be with that person. But don't sit up here and act like, oh, she was cheating on me. When you knew I was fucking somebody else, you get the fuck out. And y'all police officers, y'all get the fuck out too. My house wasn't broken into my door was open I will not be pressing charges on someone for opening up my door and walking in I'm not that type of person we can have handled it on my on our own I didn't I didn't feel the need for him to call the fucking police but he did and I was embarrassed and I was ashamed I'm walking around with a fucking sundress on butt ass naked underneath and these police officers are looking at me like this whore not knowing that he's fucking not telling the complete truth so after that incident, you know, I was very apologetic. I was, I went through a very, very bad time. Like I was so depressed. I cried like every day. I felt horrible because I knew I hurt this person. And I felt like 
you know, I, there was nothing that I could do. And it was like, he was so forgiving. And I just felt like, dude, how do you forgive somebody when something like that happens? Like, you can't forgive me like that fucking fast. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was, it was hard for me to forgive myself, but for somebody to just forgive me in 24 hours, it was, it was crazy. I didn't understand that. So we attempted to rekindle our relationship, but it was a cycle. It was the same stuff. And at that time, of course, I wasn't, you know, having sex with anybody else. I was focused solely on him, but it was like, the same sexual issues we were having. So it was like, we can't continue to do this. We'll be better off just being friends. Like, because we built a great friendship, we can be the best of fucking friends. And that's basically what happened. Like we would bump heads from, you know, every now and then, but it's like, we just... We became friends and I know the story was when to leave a bad situation. And I mean, I feel like, I feel like in the beginning of any relationship, people will show you exactly who they are and you try to not listen and your gut tells you this person is not good for you in that way. Was he a great friend? Yes, but I've had previous relationships with people who have been insecure and I saw the insecurities at first and I just ignored them because he made me feel like he wasn't that type of person. He just had a moment and ladies and gentlemen, when you see those signs of insecurity, when you see those signs of physical abuse, when you see those signs of emotional abuse, you cannot change a person. A person, they have to realize they have to get that help on their own. And I don't feel like he wasn't a good guy at all. He is a gentleman. He is, he opens the doors. I get home from work. He's rubbing my feet. I want a certain type of meal he would make sure I get it you know he was a catering he was the gentleman of gentlemen but he had that other side that I just couldn't fucking deal with I'm not I'm an emotional person and to deal with somebody who can who drains you emotionally and you can't even be emotional because they're more emotional than you I can't deal with that like it's it's so not me And, you know, I think with that, on top of me telling him about my past, and it's just like, sometimes you want to be honest with somebody. And when they ask you a question and you you don't even know if you're going to form a relationship, you kind of just, yeah, yeah, I did that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. My last guy, we were, he was the best. And I've learned, I've learned so much from that relationship that I know that The next relationship, and I haven't been in a relationship for a minute. (laughs) That shit just, it just wore me the fuck out. It was like, I was like a cycle of bad relationships. Oh, boom, here goes Mr. Insecurity. 
boom, here goes a person who is super secure, but he just wanted to live life outside with homeboys and just doing all kinds of shit and spending the night and waking up at seven o'clock in the morning on somebody else's couch. Like I can't live that type of lifestyle. So it's like, there's a balance and you know, Groovy Tony's a really, really cool guy. You know, like he said, he wants a family and he wants everything that a woman would fucking love. He's very neat, um, very emotional, very smart. But it was just, we had those issues sexually. And, you know, my love language is touch. I like to feel, I feel loved when I'm touched and I'm, you know, and it and it's it feels secure and it's and I didn't feel all of that. Um, but I wanted to. I really didn't want to leave the situation. It took it took it took so much. Cause even after the incident, we were still together. We still talked, we still hung out, we still spent every other weekend and because of his schedule, we didn't get to see each other every day, but every time he was off you know, what do you want to do? I can bring food and we can do this. And we just spent a lot of time together. And like I said, he's a really good guy. And, that's, and when I, and I talked to my friends about him and I would tell them like, yeah, y'all, you know, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. Well, you know, we're just not having sex, but he's such a good guy. And they're like, Ronnie, that's not you, but you know, so, you know, when he kept saying you leave, when you get punched in the face, <laughs> you just you just know when it's time to leave and when it's time to let go, when the bad outweighs the good. If you can write a list on all the good things and you write a list of all the bad things and all those bad things are things that don't make you happy. It doesn't necessarily mean that you aren't supposed to be with that person, but maybe you're not supposed to be with that person at that time, you know, and or maybe it means that you and this person were meant to be friends. And I think that if me and him never brought the the sex into our relationship, we would have just been friends the whole time and none of this other shit would have happened. We would have just been best friends. And that's how we are now we're like the best of fucking friends I can tell him anything he can tell me anything if I ever need him for anything he can do it because the the love has died but the relationship as well the friendship still remains and he's a really good guy so when he goes on his little dates or he has questions about stuff and you know I'm like yo don't do that mm-mm-mm try it this way and you know we just we really have a really good friendship and that's the reason why he let me interview him (laughs) but um yeah so just sometimes follow your gut because he says that a lot like if he had followed his gut when I initially told him about the open thing he would have left but he was so into me that he didn't want to he would rather sacrifice his happiness than to see me leave and sometimes you can't do that you can't do that in all those situations when you when somebody tells you something or somebody wants to do something that goes against what you want to do you have to leave you have to go I mean you have to let that part go and people who have dated people who have been 
in a relationship or a fuckship or whatever, they can be friends once those feelings are gone. Once you no longer want to be with that person on that level, you can definitely be friends. But, you know, that's when you should leave a bad situation. <laughs> and um, I know that shocked you guys. It was about me, Ronnie. But I have lived some some. I've lived like I have uh, like a lot of stories and that's probably why the, that's one of the reasons why my friends feel comfortable coming to me because I feel like I've been through a lot. I've been abused uh, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, you know, I was a teenage mom. Um, you know, it's just certain things that I've I've lived through that I can relate to a lot so that's one of the reasons why I started Ask Ronnie, because I feel like I have a lot of knowledge. About, I mean, I don't know everything, but I feel like I know a lot to kind of help somebody else out um, sexually. You know, I know a lot about sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, just this is going to be a great adventure. And um on the next show, I actually will have uh, some guests and we will be discussing sex um, when you first have sex. If it's in your teens, you know, how was how, what's the difference between having sex in your teens versus your 20s and your 30s? So I will have uh, a guest. Her name is Raya and we will be discussing that um, and that one will be pretty fucking good um one of these podcast episodes i will be going live i will have an event in april on april 20th um scheduling my event so uh yeah so if you want to follow me on instagram uh, my instagram name is ask underscore ronnie i'm also on facebook ask Ronnie um and if you have any questions that you want answered for the next episode you can email me at askronnie69 at gmail.com and I just want to thank you guys for listening in and for promoting me and for my ask Ronnie crew on Facebook you guys are the best you guys make me feel like I can do anything thank you for the feedback on my soundcloud because i'm on soundcloud <laughs> but thank you for my feedback one soundcloud on um what else on apple podcast i have some amazing feedback there but yeah ask ronnie <laughs>